2: Welcome to the Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of the Connection, Lisa Demattis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And we're back. Yes, we are with another edition of the Connection. It's so great to be with you on this Sunday morning. As you just heard in the introduction, I'm Ann Baldwin, one of the hosts of the show, and she's not here in the seat, but she's here on the phone, which we've had to do lately, due to COVID-19, Lisa DeMattis-Lopore, Lapore, is president and CEO of The Connection. Good morning, Lisa.
1: Good morning, Ann. How are you? Just trying
2: to keep a smile on my face, you know, and that's why I love doing these programs, because when we talk about some of the programs at The Connection, it just gives me another reinforcement of gratitude because, you know, you think that your life sucks sometimes, you know, and it's easy to get into your own pity party and just kind of sit in your stuff. But then when you hear about so many people out there that whether it's because of COVID-19, which a lot more people are in a lot more situations than they were or just life circumstances, mental illness, whatever it might be, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I do have a roof over my head and I still have you know, some semblance of, of a life before COVID-19. So I think this puts things in perspective.
1: 30-something years ago, um, nineteen in 1991, I was hired April 21st, 1991. I even know the date. I was hired at The Connection, and who knew all these years later that I would, you know, be so blessed to be the president and CEO. But I started off, when The Connection was opening their very first women and children's program. um, And that was in that's tally house in uh, 1991. And because of the success of that program, which was for pregnant and parenting women who could come and live in a beautiful home and get their life back together, work on getting reunited with their children and work on their issues, because of the success of that in 1995, And I remember, because it was the white Bronco um, chase with O.J., when I was hiring for our second residential program, sister program of um, Halley House, House, which which is Mother's Retreat in Groton, Um, to see this, you know, to be able to um, open another residential program at that time was extremely rewarding, and it was at a time when, there really wasn't in Connecticut gender-specific treatment, which meant a program uh, specifically for women and children, because in the past when I started working in this field, I worked in co-ed programs where you'd have men and women living under the same roof, getting better, and it never worked. It was never going to work for a variety of reasons, mainly of which that both men and women have their own specific issues, why they use how they respond to addiction and the populations needed to be separate. So to be able to open a second program like this, and again, it's a it's a lovely home located in Groton. Um and so long story short, um who we have on the, the who we have on the show today is someone that I actually hired many years ago, um, Sherry Weaver Uh, Sherry has been um, really a force in building the program, sustaining the the women's and children's programs for our agency, and really doing the wonderful work um, that I started out doing, she does, and really has seen many graduates come in and out of the program, held many babies that are now adults that are, you know, doing well and thriving, and um, so I want to welcome Sherry Weaver today to the program. Sherry, um, thank you so much for being here. You know, you do such wonderful work. So Sherry, could you tell our listeners um, about um, Halley House and Mother's Retreat and um, the services we provide and how are they the same and how are they different?
0: So we have, um, as Lisa mentioned, we have Haley House in Middletown, Connecticut, and then we have Mothers Retreat located in Groton, Connecticut. And our goal really is to work with women who are looking to live a life in recovery, to build their life skills, um, address their, their, their clinical needs um, so that they can stay clean and sober, work on parenting, um, whether they're pregnant or they're you know caring for their child at that time. Um, and we provide quality care with clinical services. Um, I'm glad to say probably one of the biggest changes that we've implemented in our women and children's program is really building our clinical services, braiding them into our, um, our services in terms of individual um, connections with the clients as well as groups, um, and we continue to grow that process. Um, but our clinicians are working with our clients um, and meeting them where they're at. All of our staff are females. They understand the dynamics that our women are working with, um, in terms of women, you know getting them ready to have healthy babies, and making sure that they're familiar with um, uh, their nutrition and eating um, patterns, making sure that um, we're working with their physical, spiritual
1: and mental needs the Both of these programs are beautiful homes um, that have been extremely well maintained and taken care of all of these um, you know thirty year thirty plus years um and every client that comes in has her own bedroom with her child and really she um you know really learns how to be responsible, do her chores, uh like cherry said proper nutrition, care for her child, parenting skills, all types, every sort of everything that a person needs to do to really reset push the reset button, start their life again with their child.
0: Well, and I think you mentioned it. I think one of the things when women first approach our our service that, you know, they're coming into this very warm, like, house environment, and it just kind of sets the tone. Each client is met with um, a staff person that's happy to see them. Um, and again getting them ready for you know recovery and teaching them what does that mean but you know looking at what their strengths are what would they like to have happened for them while they're here um, and building on that we talk a lot about recovery capital um, and that's really looking at what would they like to do what resources do they have um, what kinds of things do they need so as we know discharge starts at time of admission um, and some um, many of our clients may be homeless Uh, Maybe they've disconnected from family members. So our goal really is to help women um, make those reconnections, get family members involved. Um, Women having babies is getting them connected to the medical services or the parenting services that they might be interested in the community, um, as well as our on-site services that we have. Um, And and also they're walking in here and they're seeing other women who are in similar situations, Um, you know, I would say our priority for our um women and children's programs goes to women who are, you know, actively using. And so what I'm seeing is women coming in here um are feeling welcomed um and feeling a part of when they come in and and for that they're they're staying in program. Um and then, you know, the groups that we have are also meeting them where they're at in terms of we're doing, you know, uh prenatal groups, we're doing um healthy parenting, relapse prevention, um, overdose awareness, um, reproductive care. So we're really talking about all the issues that women are are in need of building their toolbox, their recovery toolbox. Um, it's you know living in, in a residential setting um, is you you have recovery from the moment you wake up till you go to bed. Um, and it's not uncommon, you know, after the groups are done that one woman will say to another client, hey, do you want to, you know, sit together and, and read a meditation together? Or do you want to work on the steps? Um, and they're they're building connections with each other that they might not get outside of the community, you know, outside of the program um, And and it's ongoing.
2: So if you're just tuning in, again, we're speaking with Sherry Weaver. She's the Program Director of Women and Children's Services at The Connection. So where would these people be if it weren't for programs like this, Sherry? Uh, Well, unfortunately, they might
0: be in shelters. They might be, I mean, we're hearing more women who are, you know, living on couch surfing, so to speak. Um, Or we, you know, recently we had a client that came in that was living in a tent. Um, some of these women don't have um, support out in the community, um, and so the goal really is to find them um, with the help of our women's reach program that we have at the connection they're connecting with women out in the community and you know having them come in um
2: what what have you seen? What have the results been because one of the biggest issues that I see out there is the generational cycle of not only substance abuse but so many of the other issues that come with that and and so you know the goal here, I would assume, is to kind of put an end to that
0: um, so I'd love to share a success story that we have Um oh, we have We have a young lady who is um, part of our women 's reach she's a women 's recovery navigator, and she actually goes out in the community and is making connections with these women out there who would benefit from being in a women and children 's program because of the substance abuse, the pregnancy, and the parenting. Um, and she actually shares her story about how she was um, in our Haley House program 23 years ago. And now mm-hmm. she's working for our agency, and w- yes. what she shows is that yeah, so what she shows is that there really is an opportunity for you to build your recovery, build your life, reconnect with your community and build your life the way you want it to be. Um, and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to see her again out in the community. She's um, making community support. She's our she's our role model that recovery works when you That's work right. there.
1: I will never forget the orientation that I was running, and she was she was at a new employee orientation, and she was sitting there. <laughs> it was an amazing reunion and a big hug and tears and. Uh, Really wonderful to see, um, because of course I remember her, uh, you know, coming in and really the work that she did. And of course she had nothing but wonderful things to say about you, Sherry. Um, but I also, um, have, uh, I'm going to share a quick story, uh, First Community. Um, there are, um, three women from that First Community that are on my Facebook that I'm, um, uh, friends with now after all these years. Um, I held those children all in my arms. They're all, now um in their late twenties and early thirties, us are all doing well. You know, mom has stayed clean and sober, um and thriving. And um uh, recently, uh Andrea Hunter, who's one of our uh, who was uh program director at one point at um our Women and Children's Center who works at our supportive housing for families. Now she was the first staff I hired um, we took uh this mom and a former client mom and and her daughter out um for lunch before this covid uh disaster and it was just such an amazing reunion to I felt really old by the way um <laughs> to uh to see really that treatment does work and the beauty of rebuilding your soul and breaking generational cycles of abuse and you know, what? What's why these programs are so important is not only is mom getting healthy, um, but the child is um, being offered a different path of uh, opportunity of life than, than perhaps mom had. And I guess what I really want to stress about this, because I could, I could talk about this topic for hours, as you could see, is the women that we see come from all walks of life. The women that we see in Connecticut, You'd be surprised who we see. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know, people, you know, think it's only minority women. It's only, you know, from folks who, you know, are living in, um, you know, poverty-stricken neighborhoods. That is not true. We see women in Connecticut that come from every socioeconomic background. We see people who come from prominent families um, that struggle with substance abuse and have um, really horrific stories with a lot of trauma that occurred to them in their households, irregardless of their socioeconomic um, status. And so to be able to see people come in and really make changes in their life is probably one of the most rewarding experiences, I think, that we could have. And we, we're really blessed, Sherry, to be able to do this work. How does, how does a woman get referred to our program, Sherry? So we can um we get referrals
0: from all over they can be self referrals we get ha- referrals from the hospitals OBGYNs uh, uh community health services um family members um we've you know from all over the place um i think the most important thing is letting everybody you know in our, everybody in our community know that we are here we're here to support them and we're here to support our community are you full we are at, yes we are at capacity we have one open bed at um, mothers retreat in Groton but we actually have someone um, scheduled for
2: admission. Well, and so that just goes to show you the need out there, right, that there really is a need. How long can these women and or their children, how long do they usually stay?
0: So our um, our treatment programs are usually anywhere from uh, three to five months, you know, depend on um, the client's needs.
2: And then what? So do you give them the tools to you know, are there services then that help them get out on their own to get the job, to get the support services that they need to live independently, I assume?
0: Uh, Yep. And like I said, you know, discharge starts at date of admission. So when they come in, um, they're getting about 20 hours of treatment at minimum in terms of groups and individual sessions, clinical sessions. Um, And then what we're doing is connecting with resources in the community. They're going to meet the client's needs Um, We might be collaborating with DCF. We might be collaborating with our supportive housing program on housing opportunities for our clients when she leaves. Um, We may be looking at connecting or, you know, helping the client maintain her DSS benefits, Um, looking at career options, what would she like to do when she gets out. So we're helping with resumes. Many of our clients have already had a career and looking to go back to that. Um, And some are looking for new things. Um, and when we talk about success stories, we have I, I have a client that comes to mind, um, and she's been clean for 10 years now. And so when I said, what was the secret of your, of your program of being here? What helped you stay clean? And she said, when I was at Mother's Retreat, I got my high school diploma. She said for so long I didn't know what was missing, and she said once I got that diploma, it just filled me up with some energy and motivation. And 10 years later, now she's a recovery coach in one of our local communities making that connection for other women. And it's women like her that are helping us, you know, learn to work with women and meet them where they're at. Uh, but we're, we're looking, you know, every, every case is different and we're looking at all the resources in the community, but really providing her with wraparound support so that when she does transition back into her own community and her own home is that she has as, as supported as possible for a successful continued recovery mm-hmm. program.
2: So how do you, how are you funded, Lisa? How is the program funded? And I'm going to ask you, Ms. President and CEO, are there plans to expand such a successful program with proven results and longevity?
1: You know, we're funded by Demis, which is the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services. And you know, we know throughout Connecticut that there is a, there's always been um, a shortage of um, women's services, just w- services for women. And do we, need to be ex- do we need to expand these services? A thousand percent, absolutely yes. Are there any plans right now to do that? Not really. Um, again, um, we would love to do that. I know if there was an opportunity or a grant that came out, we would um, absolutely do it. Um, I feel though that Connecticut is absolutely on the map with regard to gender specific training and um, you know trauma informed care and you know we 've had many uh, national speakers uh, come and actually train connecticut i I was blessed to be involved um, with a group of women early on, many many years ago in developing you know standards of care for women and what it would look like. We had Stephanie Covington. Come and she's a well known um, author and trainer on trauma informed care. So, to be able to be a part of this movement in Connecticut from the beginning, you know, Connecticut's really come a very long way in treating women, and my hope is that you know we would be able to expand services because there will never be enough services for women um... many women that are in niantic now and and are you know for substance abuse and other, you know and i'm again i'm not saying that you know you you, you know you do the time you pay the crime blah 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 but a lot of these women really are um... have substance abuse issues and um... they're not going to get better you know staying in jail they need to you know, be reunited with their children, um, you know, most of them. And, you know, how will that happen? Um, we want to stop this cycle of abuse and trauma. And I want to say, and I know, Sherry, you know, you may want to speak to this, but there is a very high percentage of the women that we see in these programs that have suffered severe trauma. They don't decide one day, oh, I think I'm just going to use drugs, you know, Um like i said every socioeconomic cl- uh, class we've seen we've seen you know really unhealthy wealthy families that you know feed their children um, you know have addiction problems and are hiding secrets and we see the other opposite end and i'm not criticizing um you know any socioeconomic class i'm saying that it isn't addiction is not prejudice nor is trauma um and so um you know there's nothing more exciting than to see a woman build her soul and have self-confidence and, um, you know, start a new roadmap and get reunited with their children and learn what it's like. And, and you're a woman in recovery. I mean, how does this make you feel when you, you know, you understand all this, you know, um, you, you know, you don't decide one day you're just going to start drinking or you're going to start using drugs. No, you right? don't.
2: No, you don't. And, and for most of us, you know, it's really a disease. So you've got it it's got to be treated you've got to want it you've got to have resources that was one of the biggest hurdles for me and for more importantly for my family is where do you start so knowing that there's programs out there that have a continuum of care that meet you where you're at which is so important to figure out Sherry talked about this every situation is different the reason that I drank is different than the reason that somebody else's might drink. People always said to me, you know, even when I was in the recovery center, well, what kind of a traumatic, you know, event have you had in your life? I didn't really have anything that triggered my alcoholism. I have a disease. And so that's what made me go down that slippery slope. So to have folks work with you and figure out what happened and how you can get better and lead a constructive life is, is so important for the woman that Sherry just talked about her her annoying thing was she didn't have her high school diploma what a feeling of accomplishment maybe that's what one of the reasons that she drank who knows but everybody's got their own things and that's why it's so important rather to get professional help when you're in these situations so that you can end the cycle of whether it's abuse addiction Whatever it is, that's why programs like this exist. And we should tell people to go to the website. That's where there's so, many infor- so much information on so many programs, theconnectioninc.org. And we only have a couple of uh, minutes left, not even that, Sherry, but I want to ask you and give you the opportunity. Programs like this must need things. You think about women there, they need the clothing, the babies, the diapers, the formula. What kinds of things could people in our community do to help uh, at the Mother's Retreat. What kind of items are you looking for?
0: Oh, thank you for asking, Ann. Um So things that our women could use, um, of course, women hygiene, um, baby items. Um, also, we were talking about craft items and supplies, um, puzzles, mm. um, things that they could do with their free, um, free time, um, and also books. Our women are looking at things that they can do to, uh, you know, fill their free time, um, interact with each other and as well as their children, so games as
2: well. Wow, that's I never even oh, thought of that. Wonderful. Well, I've got a 1,500-piece puzzle that I just put back in the box. I'll donate that. Ah! <laughs> Good, <laughs> <thank> <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. It was so frustrating. But those are the things, you know, arts and crafts and things just to keep people busy. It's such an important part of the recovery process. So if there are folks out there that you have some items that you could donate, we mentioned it's children there, it's women there, mm-hmm. Um, everything is so appreciated because budgets are tight. We all know that. Well, I want to thank you so much, Sherry Weaver, program director at women and children's services um, and running the mother's Ground. This was, this was very enlightening. And uh, as I like to say, continued success.
0: Thank you so much for having me and have a great day.
2: Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Sherry.
2: And Lisa, I, I could thank just, you. I could hear it in your voice. I know how near and dear this whole topic is to your heart. And, Hats off to you for not only being there in the beginning, but, you know, your commitment to continuing that these programs, you know, thrive and survive, and more importantly, that people become productive members of society. That's the goal, right?
1: It is. And, you know, and I'm sitting in my Danbury office, um, and I'm looking at a picture that was taken uh, when I started working at the Halley House in 1991 with my car in the driveway and children um, playing, um, in front of the house and it's every time, you know, I look back at that and I think, you know, what an amazing agency we have, how blessed I am, and how many lives that, you know, the connection, um, Helps and serves in a given year, and um, I'll tell you, it, it really—it's such a blessing.
2: Well, you're doing a great job. A it's a great agency, and we want to, you know, thank folks that, you know, throughout the course of the show have supported that, and hopefully they'll support um, Mother's Retreat as well. Well, now's our time to thank you for listening to this edition of the Connection right here on WTIC News
1: Talk 1080. So,